This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Laura, it's Will. Um, I've been thinking we should go and have a day out at Mother Shipton's Cave. I've been re-listening to the uh, the Years and Years podcast, and in the first one we did, we talked about it, and I realised I'd never been there, and it sounds real cool. So um, we should go and have a day out there just for the podcast. I think we'll have a lot of fun together. Uh, bye. I'll see you later. We're very good friends. Go on, then. You want me to start the recording? What are you saying? Well, it's just a brand new day. The sun's out. <laughs> We've had a. I've had a coffee and a. I had a monster. I had a sneaky little. You have, haven't you? I'm really angry about that because now you're unbearable. I'm not unbearable. I'm just <laughs> just awake. It's quite early. Good morning. So we're on our way to Mother Shipton's cave. Yes, uh, it's ten to nine in the, nine to nine in the morning. Nine to nine. That is no no. Uh, the same amount of red balloons as someone has is the time that we have. The traffic situation is pretty good. I'm feeling good, Laura. How are you feeling? You are perky. I'm. I'm okay. I'm excited. So we're going to Mother Shipton's cave. It's it's a no guest episode today. Um, the reason we've chosen Mother Shipton's cave is that our patrons know that our bonus podcast is years and years where every week we look at a specific year from history, just that one year, nothing either side of it, and we just look at what happened that year. Now, one of, I think the very first year we did... It was, it, was de- it was definitely quite a long time ago. So Mother Shipton came up in one of these years. I can't remember if she was born or died. Um, and uh, and she was interesting. She was a, and I'm using inverted commas here, a prophetess. AKA exploited woman from What did you describe her as yesterday when we were talking about her? You were like, Oh she's a prophetess, she saw the future but then you said, But that means and what did you it was very funny. 
she was an abused woman who was made to live in a cave or something like it was it was hilarious thank you i'm much funnier off microphone actually um yes yeah, so we're going to nesborough um from the looks of it i feel like it's not a whole day to go to mother shipton's cave i think we're expecting a bit of a walk through some woodlands a visit to this little cave there's a, a well um and then i think we're going to pop into nesborough and find somewhere for lunch yeah i've um uh, I've got a real hankering for potted crab, despite having never eaten potted crab before. Not being entirely sure potted crab is, and knowing full well that Nairsbury is nowhere near the sea. It's quite a long drive to Mother Shipton's Cave from our dwelling in Brighton. And um, I thought I'd put on an audiobook for us to listen to, and Will... Without asking me if I wanted to listen to it? I did ask you several no, you times. Just, you just kept going, the bogger, the bogger, the bogger. No, I didn't. I actually offered you the silver Bromby first. I don't first. know what the fuck that means. I told you it's an Australian horse. Well, of course I wanted to do that. <laughs> nah. I put the bogger on and Will said, oh, I've got really into this. I love it. Turn it off. I don't want to listen to it. Right. It's about six hours. It's under five hours. It's about five hours. But the, the journey is going to be about six hours, the drive. I want to talk to Laura, we might do an Instagram live in a bit, I want to play games, I want to have chats, but if I'm invested in an audiobook, I'm going to want to listen to that. So my options are, turn it off and enjoy my journey with my friend, or sit silently for five hours. But now we've turned it off, Will wants me to tell him the story well, of the pocket, as if I can do that better than David Rintoul and Susan Cooper originally did. Who were they? Susan Cooper did. David Rintoul is the narrator. Right, you can do it, but give me a pre-seat. No. Yes. <laughs> We're here in the what is a very quaint village town of Nesborough. Nesborough, home to such things as Mother Shipton's Cave and, of course, comedian Rob Mulholland. Um, oh, I can literally... So we've just stopped at the top of Mother Shipton's Cave and there's, like, some people going punting on a boat in the river opposite us. They are. They Canal. are. I don't want to, um, you know, block your improv. They're not punting, they're rowing. Oh, for God's give sake. People, give people the nice, nice um, visual, but a correct visual. So we're here. Now, I know nothing about this. So here's a good review from TripAdvisor. Great. Five stars, what a gem. Booked a morning slot and arrived slightly early. Wasn't an issue. Arrived by train. Pedestrians were all very easy. The Alice in, Wonderland display, Alice in Wonderland displays were somewhat interactive and a little underwhelming, but that didn't take away from the experience overall. The petrifying well was our favourite part. It's intriguing. Cave was smaller than expected, but still interesting. Uh, museum, again, smaller than expected, but worth a look. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm expecting. Like, as you mentioned earlier... It's not a day out, it's an activity on a day out. Yes. But having driven through Nairsborough, I think if you're up in this part of the world, you're Harrogate, you're Leeds. <laughs> it's one of those ones that's signposted from the motorway, so it's oft caught my eye. To be honest, the, the worst reviews of Mother Shipton's Cave are very similar to the best one, but they've not been happy with it you know right so there it's small it's a cave like so this one's two stars way overpriced for what it was now we should say they've not charged us we didn't ask for tickets but they've decided not to charge us that's, that's fine by me yeah fine i think it's about 30 pounds a car regardless of how many people are in your car now i'm always a fan of that 
I love that when it's per vehicle. Like, do you know what I mean? we could have just grabbed some pedestrians and been like, get in. Get in. We've got free tickets <laughs> to the cave, lads. Um, a pleasant walk through mature trees, but otherwise really boring. Okay. The attraction is just a pool into which water drips continuously. The cave, well, it's just a small opening in a rock formation. That's what a cave is. This is... I've had this issue. I don't know how many episodes of our podcast you've listened to, but my issue with every single idiot on TripAdvisor is always the same, and it's being reinforced now. You've come to Mother Shipton's cave. Why are you annoyed it's a cave? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, most people c- complaining. The cave is tiny. False advertising here. Has an awful young voice overtelling the story. That was it. Museum and shop were tiny and completely age inappropriate. What, what, for what age? What do you mean? We took our we took our three month old baby, and there was no soft play in the cave. Yeah, there was heads on stakes. I'm sorry, but as a kid, I'd have found that fantastic. Um, on top of that, you have to walk up a road to the caves, which have people zooming past and no footpath. So you come when you come off the main road is like a uh, a toll booth okay. that is where your tickets are. There's couple of car entrances and a pedestrian entrance and then we were told to drive up to the car park which looks to be i don't know 300 400 meters yeah and i feel pretty confident that most people are going to drive it at 10 miles an hour. i'm going to do it somewhere between 10 and 100 yeah well let's drive down that bit park up and begin the boring walk also i'm quite looking forward to it <laughs> We've zoomed down the track that people zoom down. We didn't really zoom and I didn't see anyone else zooming. Let me tell you, it is freaking idyllic. Um, so the driveway down to the car park goes along uh, a river that is uh, amazing. I can't think of another word for it. It's just incredible. Um, just amazing. There's people rowing, not punting. There's houses built up the hillside against the river. There's a weeping bloody willow. There's a bridge, looks like a sort of ancient bridge. In fact, it's a viaduct. I don't know if you could have a prettier walk, to be honest. Lovely. The famous centrepiece of Knaresborough. It spans the River Nid. Well, it's called the River Nid. He doesn't care. Okay. Uh, it was built to carry the first trains from Harrogate to York, okay? Finished in 1848, and then it collapsed. Oh, when it was almost completed, it collapsed. Oh, no. But don't worry, it was redesigned and opened in 1851 at the cost of £10,000. Not bad. Some people attributed the collapse to a Mother Shipton prophecy. Well, fair enough. There's a picture of Mother Shipton looking very angry at the saying This is very yeah. bad. Do you feel like they probably attribute most things around here to a Mother Shipton prophecy? Yes, I think they might well do. I think us arriving today <laughs> is foretold. Not a negative, but to be aware of. when You, come... you don't have to do everything as a sum up, like a negative and a positive. No, but this is a negative. Yeah, I know, but... you. So when you come into the entrance, <laughs> um, the only toilets on the complex are there. So be aware, the ones you've been through. Do a wee. I didn't. I did a poop. <laughs> but I didn't want to weather these services. I didn't. I like, is it dappled the effect of the light here? Yeah. I've got really into shellfish. <laughs> Won't stop on about that potted bloody crab. There some... Ooh, there's some stocks ahead. I love a stock. Bring them back, I say. 
we're in a little like a reservoir water cascade down there. Hopefully you can hear the uh, the gushing. <laughs> That's me and you, the village drunk and the village idiot. I love it. Oh look, we can take a photo in it, Will. Yes. I'm going to go and get a photo of ourselves in the stop. There's a, there's a, uh, a stand for your phone. So Laura, get in the idiot bit. Why am I? Yeah, you are the drunk. Yeah, well, and they've thoughtfully put a little stand right. in front of the stock so that when there's just the two of you, you can get a picture of both of you without having to bother somebody nearby. Three, two, one. Probably done. Yeah. Oh, look at us getting some souvenir photos. So on our right, there's like a, a big statue made to look like an open book um, with the page open on the Mother Shipton page. Which is lucky, see that's where we are. Yeah. As it says, um, you know me. It's written in first person. Lovely, lovely touch. Oh, like her diary. You know me as Mother Shipton, but my real name was Ursula Somphile. I was born in a cave during a thunderstorm in 1488. Soon I was known as Nairsborough's prophetess, a witch. I made my living telling the fortune and warning those who asked of what was to come. Thank you for visiting. And now it's talking to me directly. Mm -hmm. Thank you for visiting and helping to preserve this historic park for future generations to enjoy. And then in bold font, to emphasise it, I am Mother Shipton. Let me take you on a journey. Then the next page is just her selling her wares. Yes. Easter adventure. Interesting that they do describe it as a park. Like... The, the park is the thing. Start enjoying it, because yeah. when you get to the cave... Too small. <laughs> I tell you what, I should not want to come here in the rain. No, but that's the outside. Sometimes, when I take photos, it really makes me think how good eyes are compared to cameras. Oh, Will is doing his usual, we're here now, we need to see everything as quickly as possible, and has wandered off to the next bit, but I'm going to be stubborn and stay here. Um, don't give... I'm not giving a false account. You're just wandering away from a conversation we were having about eyes and cameras to be over there. Okay, hot topic. Eyes are better than cameras. Should we talk more about that? Yeah. I've got two eyes. I've got one camera. They're twice as good. And the camera came as part and parcel of my phone. Well, the eyes came as part and parcel of your body. Thank you. And they're rubbish. My Yours eyes. are, yeah. You need glasses. Should we go and look at this sign? There's a mill. There is a mill. So that's what this water is for. Yeah, it's a cotton mill. It All was right. built in 1791 on the site of a much older paper mill that finished in 1770. Uh, it's not a waterfall, it's a weir. Yeah, that's the word I couldn't think of when yeah. I was like a reservoir waterfall, a weir, that is it. And it's had a water wheel since 1764. And then in 1811, the mill started to spin flax. What's flax? I think it's what's con... con like it's uh, like a fabric. Is it? But flax seed you eat. Yeah, and Holly Flax is a character in the American office. Nice. Okay. Lovely. Who, so who's in charge in the 1890s, in the 1800s? King William, William and Mary. Yeah, sure. William and Mary into Victoria. Edward George, Edward, George VI, Elizabeth II. Then Charles III? I don't think he's going to be Charles, is he? What's he going to be? George VII, I think. George VI's name was really Albert. hard, isn't it? Like... Because he, he, he's going to be quite old when he comes to the throne. <laughs> yeah. And we've lived in a generation and a time where we've really intimately known him as Prince Charles. Yeah. It's quite hard to just change your name. Like, to get used to calling him King George, that's going to feel really weird. Yeah, but I very rarely discuss the royal family. I'll be fine with it. 
I'll go. I really struggled to say Snoop Lion. <laughs> I still call him Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, names are weird. I think we've had this chat in the past. They're like, I'd, I'd quite like to be called Billy. Oh, Billy. That's a bad smell. Possibly going to buy a skateboard. No. <laughs> Please don't put your efforts into learning a skateboard. And also, don't buy a skateboard just before winter. I'd go to a skate park. They're indoors. There's one near oh, my some house. Some people having a picnic down there on that little sandy bit of river. River. Is it still called a beach when you're by a river? I do not know. All right, so we've come to sort of like a children's bit floral haze. There's a load of felled trees. They're called the coin trees, buddy. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, they've got loads of coins oh, smushed shit. into oh, them. Wow. Coin trees can be found across Britain, but there is a large cluster in Yorkshire, also called money trees or wishing trees. Earliest examples are thought to date from the late 18th or early 19th century. Although, but they stem from an older tradition, okay. So, it's like an offering type thing. And there's a little hammer here, so that if you want to add a coin, you can. The only coin I've got is a pound coin, and it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's this then? So we've got a Humpty Dumpty to our left. Oh, it says please Why? don't enter. <laughs> I mean, he has got his mouth open in quite a suggestive way. Did you know that Humpty Dumpty was real? It wasn't an egg, obviously. Yeah. It's a cannon. Yes, I did know that, actually. So, we seem to be in some sort of... Is it like a play area? It looks a little bit like a German um, Christmas market, you know, that would appear on the banks of the Thames or in a centre of a lovely town near you. There's very cute wooden constructions, like a real nice like driftwood bench, a pixie house, which is very lovely. And then there's statues of characters from Alice in Wonderland. I'm not entirely sure what the connection with Alice in Wonderland was. Was Lewis Carroll from round here? I don't think so. He was from Oxford, wasn't he? Maybe it's just nice for kids. Sure. Okay, and then in the, like... Bavarian Christmas sheds. There are more scenes from Alice in Wonderland. I've got to be honest, I'm finding this a little baffling. I suppose, though, like both the positive and the negative trip advisors have said things like, it's quite small. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just, if you've got the space to pop something new in, have a laugh, do it, enjoy yourself. Oh, there's a Mad Hatter's tea party there made of, like, lovely driftwood and, like, twisty wood. I want to have my photo taken at the Mad Tea Party. Look, put it on the selfie. Will! <laughs> oh, there's a dragon over here. Doesn't feature in that story. Wait, there's Alice in Wonderland and Humpty Dumpty hanging out together there. They've crossed the streams. They've crossed the streams. Do you want a cup of tea, mate? I do want a cup of tea, yes. Would you like an ice cream? Um, yeah, I reckon. So to our left now is a... There's a load of, like, sculptures of hares and rabbits and a sign-up about hares and rabbits. The ancient woodland at Mother Shipton's is one of the few remaining remnants of the royal forest of Knaresborough. That's cool. 
Yeah. Rabbits and hares have a long history of involvement in magic. They're known as messengers of the dead, symbols of fertility, and heralds of seasonal change. Alright, okay. Ooh, I like these faces carved into this fallen log. I love them too. Sorry, I'm ready for the brownie. <laughs> you are. Will needed a brownie because uh, he said he had a sugar crash and didn't really know why, and I pointed out that he chugged an entire can of Monster on the way here. We're not affiliated with Monster, and if you're listening, Monster, please do not send Will a case of Monster. Don't do it. He's going to die young enough as it is. We've stopped at a metal sculpture of a wild boar. Apparently, oh, there's a legend that the last wild boar was slain in in this forest. And the boar was extinct in Britain by the 17th century. They're mad, ferocious boars, aren't they? I yeah, in my they always remind me of Asterix and Obelix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How big was this forest? Um, I think this image sort there of shows it, but forty oh. square miles. Big news, guys! Boars are back in the UK. Are they? Reintroduced in the 1980s. <laughs> Biggest lot in the Forest of Dean. Crikey! All right. You there? Oh, there's a cannon coming up. Does this explain the Humpty Dumptiness? I don't think so, but let's find out. <laughs> Was Humpty Dumpty a Yorkshire cannon? I don't know. <laughs> Weirdly, I uh, only know that Humpty Dumpty is based on reality because the other night I was doing a gig. I was in a hotel watching an old QI and they were talking about it. Thanks, Sandy Toxvig. You're a real stand-up guy. What's this? 1644. Cannon fire! So, oh, the Civil War. It reached Nairsborough. They were destroying the castles. So up to our left is Gallow Hill. That sounds like a place a lot of people died. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? So what side was Nairsborough on? Cavaliers. And that was Charles. Charles the The first. Laughing Cavalier. The Laughing Cavalier by Hans Holbein. Sure, good work. No, team. Holbein would have been way earlier than that. Hans, somebody, I think. Oh, I think we're coming up to the petrifying well shortly. Yeah, so this stream that we're standing over now is the water that feeds the petrifying well. Okay. And the wishing well. So the spring you can't see, but it's a natural lake a mile underground. That's cool. And it can't, all the water comes up to a porous layer of rock called an aquifer. 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 Aquifer? Massive amounts of minerals in the aquifer are dissolved into the water, just right for turning things to stone. Right, so it does turn things to stone then. They do petrify, that's why it's called the petrifying thing. You do, it's not Medusa turned to stone like magic, science. Oh, so if you hang stuff in the water, the minerals will collect over them and turn back into... There's a photo here of stuff that's been hung, including a sock that has turned to stone. It's pretty cool. It's taken the spring water approximately 6,000 years to make this. God, that is long lunch breaks. It's been famous for centuries. As early as 1538, somebody travelled here to research and write about Not it. Not just somebody, John Leland, the mm. antiquary of Henry VIII. Hello. What did he write, Laura? He wrote, A well of a wonderful nature called the dripping well, for out of great rocks it emits water continually. The water is of such a nature. I don't know how Tudors would have spoken, so I'm guessing. I'm enjoying it. That whatever is cast in and is touched by this water turneth 
Uh, and but yeah, people thought that if they came near it, they turned to stone or a spell. And a doctor declared that this water, one, one of those old-time doctors who cured everything with cocaine, <laughs> said, it's a cure for anything. Don't worry, smash it. But Dr. Stay would say, guess. no, don't drink the water. Don't drink the goddamn water. It's very bad for you. Mm, but if it's come up through a mineral thing, I would say, say someone's pooping their brains out in the Tudor times. Sure. You would say, hey, go and drink the water from that well that spring because you'd know it's clean water yeah, but it's clean doesn't mean it's cleaner than other water in Tudor England yeah that's fair I, can't, I, I cannot will not and refuse to argue that yeah I'd say that's quite good medical advice for the time but it's full of minerals so you just shoot yourself dead do you do minerals make you poop yeah I think so Cave and Petrifying Well, welcome to the place where Mother Shipton's amazing life and legendary prophecies began. Surprisingly little of her prophecies so far. She reckoned it'd be 30 quid a car. <laughs> Near the cave is the Petrifying Well, yes. We can make a wish if we want to. I'm going to make a wish. I'm going right. to wish to have another brownie on the way back. We've got to be careful. You can do that. I will grant you that wish. Right, down we go. Ooh, so they've built some stairs down. So you definitely couldn't get down here if you need wheels to get about. But as long as you're... There's handrails and decent steps. So yeah, if you're recently... Not recently. Reasonably mobile, good. But if you're not, like this is... It's not accessible, I'm afraid to say. So here we are at the petrifying well. I mean, it looks great. Wow, yeah. Big fan of this. Um... So you've got like an overhang of rock. We've climbed down some stairs and then where we were up there where we were looking at the spring stuff, that water is now coming down over an overhang of rock. And there's quite a few accoutrements hanging on like string or twine uh, between the pool and the drip. Things that, I don't know how long some of them have been here. Things like toys on a string. And some of them look like they are completely stone. Some look like they've been here for a bit, are turning to stone. Like, there's a couple of pots that are new. I imagine that you would have to constantly put new stuff on. Yeah. It's quite nice. You can see the phases of Yeah. And then underneath it, it's all mossy underneath the overhang. And there's a pool of water, which I suppose is why it's called a well rather than some drips. When it was visited and written about by a member of Henry VIII's staff. Is this the young, annoying voice someone talked about? I really hope not. (laughs) If if that voice is what someone thinks is a young, annoying voice, they are, without doubt, a school friend of Mother Shipton. (laughs) The well is a huge mineral deposit, over 100 foot wide and 100 foot deep. It is formed the same way as a stalagmite or stalactite, from crystallised mineral deposits dissolved in the waters. The flow comes from so far underground and from such a huge lake, it's not affected by anything that goes on up here on the surface. The waters have the highest mineral content of any petrifying well in Europe. These were the results of tests conducted recently. So this well is officially the oldest, the biggest and the best. Lovely little bit of content there. A bit of a brag at the end. Mm. But if you can't brag about being the oldest, the biggest and the best petrifying be well the best. in Europe... No, but he claimed to be the best because of the level of petrifying oh, it had. look, then the well 
the well so it is a, it's like a pool which we'll see on the insta but then it's got a lovely little runoff that looks to me to be natural leading back into another little pool which eventually leads into your friend of mine the river nid should we go and do a wish yeah okay there's rules though rule one dip your right hand in the water and make a wish Number two, don't wish for money or harm to others. Keep the wish a secret. Most importantly, be careful what you wish for. It might just come true. And leave the water to dry naturally on your hand. It I is... always do. I hate drying my hands. Yes, your hands are constantly very clammy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's one of Tom's least favourite things about <laughs> me. Um, also, my friend Matthew Averling. I've known Matthew Averling for 25 years. His hands have not been dry in that quarter century. <laughs> the clammiest boy in the world. Uh, I'm not sure if Matthew listens to the podcast, but Jamie does. He can message in and you can back me up there, Jay. Uh, also, putting coins in the well is an old tradition, but it is not essential. Your wish will still happen. Um, any coins that are put in are eventually given to charity. And if you take money out of the well, boy oh boy, you're going to guarantee yourself bad luck. So we're going up here into the wishing well they've put a little light in it which is changing color so i've got to put my right hand into it well you have to really crouch oh there go my glasses can't wish for money laura i'm not going to i know what i'm going to wish for lovely i feel like i'm in roman holiday okay Audrey. Audrey Hepburn, I can't take a picture of you because I've got a wet hand. And if I dry it, <laughs> um, my wish won't come true. Do you know what's weird? I yeah? actually, actually did make a wish. I'm 34. I made a wish too. And now I'm slightly worried that my wish... Oh dear, there's a step there. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've sprayed tea all over the microphone. But... Um, yeah, I, I made a wish too. You, you dreamt for legs, strong, <laughs> like a grown-up. And then I got immediately paranoid that maybe there was a connotation to my wish that I couldn't think of that would mean something terrible for the person I wished it for. Okay, and... I mean, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's beautiful. It's I, beautiful. I think you're right. If you wanted to dislike it, you could, but you'd have to be... A real grumpy piece. Mm. The sound effect surprised me. Do you want to go um, to the cave? I do, I do. Take a little photo the cave of is it. to our left. Having read the bad reviews, though, the cave is now bigger than I was expecting. So what I'd say is read all the bad reviews of this place because then it's better than you think when you get here instead of worse. Okay. Into the cave. Once more, dear friend, unto the breach. So this is the cave where I'm 1488, which, yeah, I think was our first episode of Years and Years. Yeah, it was, yeah. So, yes, we did the year she was born, and that's why we heard about this place. Uh, so, uh, Ursula Sontile is the birth name we mentioned of Mother yes. Shipton. Her mother, Agatha, refused to give the father's name. Feminist hero, Ursula. Mm. Did she know the father's name? She was banished from the town, and she used the cave for shelter and the magic well for water. It's bigger than my flat, this cave. As Ursula grew up, her name and powers became known and feared throughout England. She acquired the name Mother Shipton due to her marriage to local carpenter Toby Shipton. Mother was just used to describe the oldest woman in the village, so she was, what, 17 at this point, the oldest person still alive. 
Oh, she comes up in Peep's diaries. Yeah, actually. At 25, the oldest person in the village. (laughs) She even clashed with the second most powerful man in the country during her lifetime, Cardinal Wolsey, Henry VIII's right-hand man, who threatened to have her burnt at the stake. Many areas in England have records in their archives of her having visited, and many prophecies have come to light. Now, this is also something I wish they'd said to us. I wish they'd give us an example of somebody's prophecies. Like, mm. what's this prophecy of the Great Fire of London? I kind of, I, I vaguely remember from our episode, and I promise I'm not just shilling the Patreon here, but do join, that... Shilling. Didn't she prophesize that, that Henry VIII would... That it was something to do with Henry VIII and the split and him sure. divorcing and stuff? But what I mean is, are these prophecies like, listen... No, do you remember? It was a bull and a... Oh, it's coming back to me now. She prophesied something about a bull and a ram or something and the bull was the, the image of the Berlin household. And, like, because I read you the prophecy on our podcast... Did I say it was bobbins? Yeah, and, and we didn't know what it was. Yeah, but that, that annoys me about prophecies. But obviously they're not real, are they? See if you can get it up. Google it. Yeah, OK. Okay, so often apparently, so it's on Wikipedia, I'm in the Shipton, uh, when she'd have visions about specific people, she wouldn't see their face or their name, convenient, <laughs> but their family heraldry. So, yes. here's what she says, prophecy of Henry VIII. When the cow doth ride the bull, then priest beware the skull. And when the lower shrubs do fall, the great trees quickly follow shall. The mitred peacock's lofty cry shall to his master be a guide. And one great court to pass shall bring what was never done by any king. The poor shall grieve to see that day, and who did feast must fast and pray. Fate so decreed their overthrow, riches bought pride, and pride bought woe. Yes, so the cow was Henry VIII, and the bull was Anne Boleyn, and the mitred peacock was Wolsey. Uh, Or the Catholic Church. Yes, and he was... Yeah. Ooh sound effects are kicking off in the cave again. Should we go in? Yeah. You have entered this legendary cave where over 500 years ago a baby was born during a thunderstorm. The baby was named Ursula and was reputedly born disfigured and twisted. So we're in the cave. I mean, it's not a big cave for two people to live in for two years, but... Bigger than my flat. (laughs) <laughs> There's a sort of sculpture of Mother Shipton, Ursula, at the back of the cave. Same name as my hamster. Yeah. Did you name it after her? No, I named it after uh, the Greek word meaning little bear, because she's tiny and black. She is. She's very cute. And then... There's uh, there's two buttons on the machine that plays us. There's adult that we were just listening to, and there's child. Do you want to hear the child one? Did you hear the adult bit about what the um, uh, Mother Shipton's actual mother? So as mentioned, she refused to name who the father was in front of the magistrate. Like you've got to tell us you're a single woman, and it's the 15th century. It's not allowed. And she went. <laughs> she said, "Listen, I'm not going to tell you who the father is, but I understand that's bad. So if you want, I'll go and live in a pond in Nottinghamshire." A convent. Oh, I thought she said a pond. (laughs) I thought she said a pond. A convent, you nana. Right, let's play the child one. Hello. Oh, my God. Welcome to my cave. No. My name is Mother Shipton. I was born in this cave over 500 years ago. Everyone used to tease me because they thought I was a witch. But I wasn't. 
The problem was I looked like one. But that wasn't my fault. I was born <laughs> like it. So I, I can't listen to this. No. Okay, no. Um, no. That wasn't my fault. Um, okay, I liked the cave. Well, it was cool in there. Now I'm out. It it's cool. muggy again, isn't it? And you're right. Yeah, cool. Very nice in there. But um, we've always said this. Stone keeps things cold and then makes things warm. Yeah. Um, not massive. No. But I suppose if you like, it's because it's it's a tourist attraction because it's historical. If you'd made me a cave system, yeah, and it was that, I go, come on. But when you go five hundred years ago, some woman lived in there. You go, Jesus, that's mad. Yeah, I'm excited to go and see the museum. Let's head over there. Walked back up onto the path we were on before, so you detour off the path to go down to the cave and the well. We're on the way to the museum. What's this sign about, William? Well, this is about the death of Mother Shipton, sorry. Oh, no. Um, in the cave, we heard that Mother Shipton predicted her own death to the day. Ooh. Um, again. That's easy if you kill yourself, though. Yeah, I think I'll probably drive my car today. Oh, my God. Uh, 73, not as she was born. That's not bad for a person that lived her first two years in a cave. Yeah, but here's... Yeah, but you know we think people lived a lot shorter in the past. They didn't. It was just infant mortality was so high. Yeah, but still, I'm just saying, you haven't got the most nutrients. You haven't got a dad. Your mum's in a convent. Cardinal Wolsey's mad at you. You've done well to survive to 73. Your local water turned you to stone. Yeah, like, you've got basically rock-hard kidneys. You've done well to get to 73. There's a reference to the location of Mother Shipton's tombstone in the book The Life and Death of Mother Shipton, saying it's a mile away from York. But most popularly, they reckon she was buried by her friends in an unmarked grave. Oh, good friends. Uh, in the King's Forest, somewhere where she loved. Oh, that's nice. And they kept it secret so that no one could go the, trash it. The, um, the pictures of her. Obviously, the mention that she it's had... Unflattering. Yeah, really unflattering. They've really gone down the stereotypical witch route. Though I wonder, because it's so long ago, 1488, maybe the stereotypical witch thing comes from her. Must be earlier. Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because, like, the hooked nose, that's anti-Semitism, isn't it? Yeah. And then she had a twisted spine. But then, like, it's sort of like... Is it like, which way does causality go? Because, like, they were saying in there, she had a twisted spine. Um, So because she looked different, nobody wanted to hang out with her. So then she's always wandering around on her own. So then they go, why she was on her own, weirdo? Yeah. Joan, there's a really interesting book I read a long time ago about... Uh, why witches have that hat and the broomstick and all that. Yeah. And it's to do with brewing. Ah. And it's the witches, sort of, the classic witches thing that you think of. It's very similar to going back seven, eight hundred years, how brewers would be. They'd wear those hats and they'd have the broom to clean up. Huh. So the idea of a woman knowing the secret magic of turning water uh, into beer. okay. And it's like, they've got the man's power. My throat's getting used to my horrible vape liquid. Mine isn't. You're not smoking it? No, I know, but I am secondhand. It's water vapor. <laughs> By the time you get hold of it, it's water vapor. Ooh, there's a tree carving on the right here. An angel carved out of a beech tree that's fallen. So the tree is 280 years old. This one fell in 2012. And they've commissioned an angel. Decent. Okay, first on the right is, I mean, we were just talking about the stereotypical image of a witch, and here is one. Here massively is 
a little figurine of Mother Shipton with the wart on her chin, the hunchback and the frankly hilarious nose. They reckon that she uh, put a spell on that Toby Shipton to make him marry her. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. She couldn't have just been a nice, interesting woman that really knew loads about nature. It's not fit though, is she? Ooh, they've got examples of petrified things in here, like a bonnet and a handbag. They've got a Zoltan from the film Big. Oh, they have, yeah. I guess, okay, prophecy. <laughs> Okay, what's this in here? Blind Jack of Knaresborough. So there's like a construction of a, I don't know, like a gentleman sitting in a parlour type thing. John Metcalf, known as Blind Jack, is one of Knaresborough's most beloved characters. He was blinded at the age of six by smallpox. He was born in the early 18th century. Just so you, quickly, I was reading that as I came over and I, my eyes were adjusting from changing from sunglasses to red glasses. And where it says smallpox, I thought it said scallops. <laughs> <laughs> I know if we got over here, we've got a man standing with a, so a dog. Sir Charles Slingsby, who was a descendant of Sir Charles Slingsby, <laughs> I assume a different guy, um, who bought this park from King Charles in 1630. Very privileged man. And he um, drowned. Oh, Guy Fawkes. Why have we got Guy Fawkes? Well, you can peer through a door into a mocked up prison and that is supposed to be Guy Fawkes, oh, I think. Oh, he lived in Knaresborough. Ooh. That's interesting. He was born in York. I thought he was Spanish or something. Guido. Anyway, Guy Fawkes. Hmm. No idea he was from here. That's Gosh, exciting. There's no way to live in that kind of prison. Well, don't try and blow up the king then. And behind us, there's lots of petrified things that have sort of been donated by people. So David Suchet and Chris Tarrant, Agatha Christie, Bobby Daffro. They've all donated things that have Jody been Kidd. petrified over the years. Do you think we should leave something? Oh my goodness, there's somebody in an... Is that like an Iron Maiden? Mm, sort of, like an Iron Maiden sort of cage, like the spikes. Eugene Aram was a gifted philologist, someone who studies language. Was he or was he not guilty of the murder of Daniel Clark? I mean, if this happened to him, I hope yes. Hmm. Okay. I like that this cave, this place has got, like, history of other people from the area. And then the museum sort of blends into the gift shop. <gasps> gemstones. I'd have spent all my money on these as a kid. My girlfriend loves gemstones. Me too. What do you wish, Will? I really wish magic was real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But in some ways it is, like electricity. All wow. the stuff that people would have wished for of magic, we can do it now. I always think that, like when I think, like, oh, I've got loads of washing to do today, and I think all you have to do is put it in this machine and then hang it out again. Yeah. Like the amount of washing, that would have been like a day's work. I did a gig a little while ago with an American comic. I can't remember her name, she was very funny. And she had a joke with something like, and it mad? 
But my phone is so good that if I hold it and just press it in the right places, a pizza arrives at my door. Yeah. My phone contains the sum history of human knowledge. Yeah. I'm not saying that I want it out all the time and, you know, I, I love putting it away and just going for a walk and hanging out and stuff, but, it, like, I think, like, it annoys me when grown-ups do that, like, oh, they're just on their phones and you're like, yeah, but you have no idea what they're doing. Are they learning? Are they watching something? Are they reading? Are they talking to a friend that lives a thousand miles away that 50 years ago that would have just been the end of that friendship? Like... Um, so we're going to wander back through the wood and then go and see what the delightful town of Knaresborough has to offer us. Hopefully lunch. Yes, I'm very hungry. Are you? Um, less hungry than you because I had a brownie. Are um, you going to get a second brownie? No, not really. Close no. <laughs> OK. Yeah. If you went to a park, like on a sunny day, and let um, Maggie off her lead... Yeah. Would she just go? No. That's nice. It's the one thing that annoys me about having like a a rodent for a pet. I think she likes me. <laughs> if I just put her down outside, I'd fucking never see her again. No, we're a bit too far away for that, and also we are very far away from home. Uh, and then I'm going. I've got such a busy weekend. Nasbrus, lovely. I think you probably can hear a busker in the background. Will's on the phone to Becca. There's a little dairy with a queue outside, cheesemongers and delicatessen. And there is a market in the middle, which we think is why parking is uh, is so difficult, um, is that this car park is full of a market. But it's lovely. Ooh, slippers with flamingos on. got those toys that are all the rage with kids at the moment, you know, where you poke all the blobs one way and then the other way. There's a guy dressed as a town crier, which I quite enjoy. I'm going to get some fruit for the drive home, I think. All the peppers are pearl. I love a pink lady. We just bought an apple each from that. You eaten yours before lunch? I love pink lady so much. We were weighing up whether to get a nectarine each or a plum each for the drive home. And he said, to be honest, love, they're not very ripe. Don't get them. So we bought apples instead. And you're keeping yours? And I've smashed it. Yeah, I'm going to have mine on the way home. Because we're just about to go and find some lunch, so... Walk past a town crier to him? Yeah. Bit of wool for sale. Got to finish my knitting. I love a market, me. Me too. I love a proper market. And I, what I love is that you think, like, this market is being well attended and no wonder we couldn't find parking. Yeah, so we find it quite hard to find parking. We have, in the end, just gone on a residential side street. But it's so nice to have a small town that's so vibrant, so much stuff going on. I feel like I'm in France on holiday, you know? We. <coughs> oui. This might sound really daft, but because for a couple of these episodes we've been to places that are, like, recreations of old towns where there's like we just walk past a traditional butcher and stuff like that it it feels like one of those recreation towns despite the fact where people get their lamb leg for on a sunday yeah 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 <laughs> I'm trying so hard, we're guys. in the past no 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 still 2021 <laughs> 
So there's a cafe over there called Six Poor Folk. That came up on TripAdvisor as being quite good. We could eat there. Great. Um, yeah. Should we go and see if they've got a table? Yeah, won't finish apple first. Because I've, I've greedied it. You have. All my intentions to eat healthily have gone out the window with my order there. What have you got, mate? I'm in the sausage bacon and hash brown sandwich. The absolute top legend. <laughs> um, though, and now, I asked what you were having for the narrative. I know. Big surprise of the removing of a tomato relish. I just think it's going to be fancy. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't want fancy. No, you want a sausage bacon yeah. and hash brown sandwich. <laughs> uh, but you have helped it up by having the brown bread. <laughs> I have, yeah. I like, I like seedy bread. Um, I was looking at the salmon one. And I thought, I love salmon, I love salmon and a bit of pickled cucumber and a bit of dill. I'm not a crazy fan of dill, but, you know, it it works, doesn't it? I really like dill. The last time I had dill, I was like, well, I love dill. I'm going to put loads in. It's too much dill. Yeah. <laughs> I had the uh, fish finger sandwich, essentially. Yeah. But I'm thinking it'll be classy. Oh, I think it will be classy. I said classy. It's nice to be eating together not in a service station, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's nice to be eating not together not in a service station or one of our cars or something that is going to be legitimately on my death certificate <laughs> so we're what about an hour from leeds yeah if that if that so what's leeds got going for it so like i'm thinking if i'm coming away for the week to this area i definitely come to nesborough for one if not two days well, we're super close to harrogate as well which is great. which is posh isn't it yeah um my girlfriend's Parents lived in Harrogate, and they all call it Harrogate. Oh, I uh, love and it. And they've got the home of Betty's Tea Room that do like proper afternoon tea. Yeah, it's a very gentle place to be. Out in this countryside, you've got Weatherby, your Weatherbys, your <laughs> Harrogates, your Nasbras. There's enough to do. And also, if you're and the kind of person who would like to come here for a break, is also the kind of person who would like to go on a walk in the countryside, and that's here as well. Like it's. It's one of those things where, you know, sometimes, you know, like Port Merion in, in Wales. Yeah. It's lovely, but it's so, it's very different from everything that's around it. So if you like the rest of it, you might not like Port Merion. If you like Port Merion, you might like the rest of it. Whereas this, it's old mill towns and it's lovely if you mm. are that kind of thing, which I do. It is truly beautiful, this town. Um, yeah. 100% recommend. Right, well, we're sort of heading back to the car now, Laura. Yeah, this Should has been so lovely. wrap up our opinions of Mother Shipton and Nairsborough? I've been thinking about Mother Shipton's cage, which I keep wanting to say cage. It wasn't a cage, it was a cave. Um, and I think, like, I do think it's quite expensive, but I always think with that, like, is it? I don't know, their maintenance costs. No idea. Um... But I think you could so easily make that into at least half a day. Because there's a sort of part there with a, like a pirate ship made of wood and, you know, enough for kids to occupy themselves for a good hour. And you sit down and have a picnic, then they want to play again a little bit and you walk round it. Oh, you, I... you can turn it into a couple of hours of your day. I thought you meant you were annoyed because there was the potential to do stuff to it, to make <laughs> it. I was like... Well, what do you want? No. <laughs> but you're right. You're 100% right. I think that's good. I think, like, 
I do think it's it's pricey if you walk in and just look at the cave and the thing but if you know that that's what that is and you're interested enough to pay that you can stretch that time out I yeah. do think all that Alice in Wonderland stuff is bananas but I think but that's, that's what you're saying like, so when you walk in the gate the car park it's maybe a 10 10 15 minute walk to the actual cave from the yeah. entrance if you've got that space because because the, the whole point of the attraction is this is where this person the cave that they grew up in and they're what that's it that's all they're actually yeah bare bones is all there is but you've got that space you may as well um appeal to people and the alice in wonderland thing that's not there all the time that's no, changing okay, yeah so you know there would there was a there's a halloween thing starting in a few weeks yeah i think alice in wonderland is a weird choice i totally get you but if you're so you've got two young kids under sevens they don't give a rat's ass about Mad Hatter's Cave no they like to print a bit the Mad Hatter's Tea Party and whatever yeah like I'm not sorry to have been I I thought the like I've never seen anything like that waterfally bit before the what was it called the persecution well the, the uh, petrifi- petrifying well yeah. that's it that was great so it's ticked something off that I would never have done Nesbra is a delight I'm nice and full um I mean, the, the, it's been the, lovely. The biggest negative I've got is that I'm really far from home, but that's where I've chosen to live. <laughs> that's not really their fault. What a lovely day out. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our trip to Nesborough and Mother Shipton's Cave. If you have, um, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you get it every week and do like us on all of your social medias. We are at Treasures Pod on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter. And all of the photos that we've taken from this day out will be on uh, the Instagram and uh, if you really like us and would like our extra content, you've got a ladybird on you. Um, we do, on our Patreon, we do a weekly bonus podcast called Years and Years. Uh, and there are several um, tiers of that. Check us out on patreon.com forward slash national treasures. But until next time, be well. Well. Petrifying well. You be well. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com